Hey, this is Bruce. I'm the pastor of the Word Church, Kimberley. I'm so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I trust that Jesus will speak to your heart, that you'll be strengthened with faith, and that you'll experience the breakthrough that you're looking for. Enjoy the message. But maybe, maybe it'll be good to just do a quick recap on last week. So Matthew chapter 5 uh, we read last week where Jesus said, I have not come to do away with the law or to annul the law or to rebel the law or to destroy the law. Okay, but I have come to fulfill the law. So he said, I have not come to, to start a rebellion against the law. And you say, okay, I'm going to introduce something new and, and now we're going to rebel against everything that was written in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant. Jesus said, I haven't come to do that. Now, what's, why would he have to say that? Because he was introducing something new, and people could maybe perceive that, hey, Jesus, you, you're sparking a rebellion. This is not what we're used to. This is not the traditions we're used to. And Jesus said, no, I've actually come to fulfill them. So when we read the Old Testament, and uh, we read even right through from uh, Genesis, Deuteronomy, all, the, all those uh, into Samuel, right through the Old Testament, the key to understanding the Scriptures is to see that everything was pointing to Jesus. That the, the Bible says that the old was a shadow of the new to come. Amen? So I know that if we pick up our Bibles and we read something in the old, I know that it's almost like we're tempted to, to follow that. But the point is we have to see Jesus, and He fulfilled it. Is that right? Amen. So Hebrews chapter 10, verse, verse 7, uh, Paul writes, I believe it was Paul, and he speaks about the prophecy out of Psalms where Jesus says, Behold, I have come to fulfill all that is written in your scroll, to fulfill the whole law, to fulfill the prophets. And, and He fulfilled that. Amen. All right, now, here's where, where we get into and why it's so important. If, if, if the law was still a recognized covenant today, people, we have no chance. We, especially us, uh, people from Kimberley. I like to say, Kimberley is heaven. We haven't got electricity. We haven't got water. No, it's heaven, heaven on earth here. No, but in, 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 we all have different races. We, we've all come from different backgrounds. You know, some of us are, are English. Some of us are Scots. Some of us are uh, Afrikaners, traveled. Some of us are Zulu, Osas, I tried, Zulus. We're all different. And you know what? We wouldn't have a chance to call him God. We wouldn't have the opportunity to call him Father. Because Jesus, because God chose a, a people, the Israelites, to be his people. And it's a shocking thing. If you read the Old Testament, then you'll see that God actually allowed the rest of the world to serve other gods. And he said, but to Israel... I will be your God. And so we're in this, in this place today 
4,000 years later, and, and uh, we have the right to call him Father. It's beautiful. It's amazing. And so we have to, we have to see the Scriptures, and so that's what we're going to go through today. So let me show you a little bit of the changes. I know we're in Galatians 3, but we're going to quickly go to Acts 13, and I'm just going to bounce through a couple of verses so that you can see something significantly changed after the death and resurrection of Jesus. So there was this guy who, by the name of Saul who became Paul, who became the apostle to the Gentiles. And so if it weren't for Paul, we might not have, have heard the gospel and understood it like we do today. So, so this guy, Paul, goes to Athens, and, and him and Barnabas, the first thing that they would do almost on every outreach, let's call it that, every time they traveled, is that they would first go to the synagogues. They would first go to the Jews. And uh, I'm just going to, I don't want to give you too much history here, but every time this was what happened. Verse, Acts chapter 13, verse 46 both Paul and Barnabas replied, replied courageously, it was necessary to speak the word of God to you first, speaking to the Jews, since you reject it and do not consider yourself worthy of eternal life. We are turning to the Gentiles. Go to uh, Acts chapter 18, verse 6. Same, same story, this time is in Corinth. We know Corinthians. When the Jews opposed him and, and reveled, reveled him, he protested by shaking off, shaking out his clothes. You know, Jesus said, shake off the dust. And, and said to them, your blood be on your own heads. I am guiltless. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. Go to uh, Acts chapter 28, verse 28. Oh, maybe, maybe let's read um, from verse 25. So they began to leave all the Jews, unable to agree among themselves. After Paul made one last statement, the Holy Spirit spoke rightly to your ancestors through the prophet Isaiah, verse 26. Go to this people and say, you will keep on hearing, but you will never understand. You will keep on looking, but you will never perceive. For the heart of this people has become dull, and their ears are hard of hearing. They have closed their eyes so that they would uh, not see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn and I would heal them. Verse 28, therefore be advised that this salvation from God has been sent to the Gentiles. They will listen. Amazing. Amazing. And so, so he's, he's introducing this new covenant and that God had for those people. Uh, Jesus said, go into all the world, start with Jerusalem, but then go to all the world and preach the gospel. And now we get to stand here in fulfillment of that. Don't you think it's awesome? All right, one more, one more scripture in Acts uh, chapter 17, and then we'll go to, to Galatians chapter 3. So Acts chapter 17, uh, Paul is uh, in Athens, and he's preaching to 
the people that would be considered to be the uncircumcision people that were considered to be uh, God's enemies at a time, people to be considered enemies of Jews, Jerusalem. All right, are you still here? Wow. All right, so verse at 17, verse 26. From one man, he made every nation of the human race to inhabit the entire earth, determining their set times and fixed limits and places where they would live, so that they would search for God and perhaps grope around for Him and find Him, though He is not far from each one of us, for in Him we live and move and exist. And as even some of your own poets have said, now he's speaking to Roman people, and he's actually quoting a poem from uh, a Roman poet. Uh, I think the guy's name is Aratus or something. You can go look it up. For we too are his offspring. Now you can just say that. We are his offspring. Okay? Verse 29. So since we are God's offspring... We should not think the deity is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by human skill and imagination. Yes, the one. Therefore, although God has overlooked such times of ignorance. Now, what that means is, while the law was still around, while God favored a select group of people, we call them Jews or call them Israelites, God overlooked this time of ignorance where Gentiles, where heathen, were worshiping other gods. He says there was a time where he overlooked it. Now he commands all people everywhere to repent. Next, carry on. Because he has set a day on which he's going to judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he designated having provided proof to everyone by raising him from the dead. And so now we're in a place where God has turned his attention to everyone, everywhere, and that everyone, everywhere, that's why John chapter 1 says, as many as believed him, the first part of that verse says, he came to his own, his own received him not, but as many as would receive him or would believe him, he gave them the right to be called the sons of God. Woo! So good. So because of that, we're in a place now where we are, have the privilege and the right to be called God's own people. Amen. That's good news. Don't you think it's great? So you don't need to go back to an old system that was never designed for you. It was never, it was not an agreement that God had with us. Amen. All right, so let's go to Galatians chapter 3. Okay, so for those who are there at Bible study, um, you will really benefit as well hearing this, this morning, but I will do my best to, re- to refresh your memory. I did touch on it last week as well. So the whole point of, of um, Paul's letter to the Galatian church was that These heathen, these Gentile, these foreigners, these people that were considered to be the uncircumcision, um, now believe God has given him his spirit. Now we know in Acts chapter 2, God poured out his spirit. 
And for that time, it was on, uh, on the Jews, <laughs> okay? And those who believed received the Spirit. Now, the heathen, the foreigners, started getting the same thing. And, uh, and, and now, the, some of the, the Jewish traditions start sneaking into the church, start sneaking in amongst the Gentiles. And they start obeying uh, Jewish principles and Peter, uh, Paul, has to write this letter to say, oh, you foolish, idiotic, senseless Galatians, who has bewitched you? He took it so seriously. He didn't, the, the Galatian church, they weren't sacrificing cats. They weren't, they weren't worshiping Lucifer. They weren't practicing what we would call witchcraft. What they were doing, they were getting circumcised. And that was enough motivation for Peter to write and says, you've been bewitched. Which tells me that every time we slip over the dead body, like I'm saying that on purpose, we go back to over the cross where Jesus said, you're not going past over my dead body. We try and go back over the cross to the old. Uh, Paul says it's witchcraft. Now again, that doesn't mean that I look at the law and consider it witchcraft. I look at the law to see Jesus fulfill it. That's the point, is that I couldn't. Amen? All right, that was an introduction. Let's go to Galatians 3. Verse 5. Does God then give you the Spirit and work miracles among you by your doing the works of the law or by your believing on what you heard? Hmm. Just as Abraham believed God, it was credited to him as righteousness. Now, what does it mean to be righteous? To just, if you go knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door, like Guns N' Roses taught us, is that you're not going to keep knock, 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 knocking. The Lord is going to open the door, and you're going to go in, and you're going to have a meal with Him, and you're going to enjoy time with Him, because you're in right standing with Him. You can go any time of the day, whenever. You go in, He sees you. That's my friend. Come inside. That's what it means to be righteous. And, and all that he, he wanted from Abraham was just, just believe. Just believe what I said. All right. Says we, we're going somewhere. Say we're going somewhere. It's going to get better. I'm ready. <laughs> all right. So the next verse, 7. So understand... That those who believe are the sons of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith proclaimed the gospel to Abraham ahead of time, saying, All the nations will be blessed in you. So then, those who believe are blessed along with Abraham. The believer, all right, listen church, for all 
who rely on doing the works of the law are under a curse because it is written, cursed is everyone who does not keep on doing everything written in the book of the law. This should be like one of the most important verses that you can hear today. If you depend on the law, he says, if you, if you rely on the law, you're under a curse. I'm going to say it again. If you rely on the law, you're under a curse. South Africa, I love our people. I love the, the variety of cultures that we have. I know, unfortunately, it comes into all cultures. I know in our Afrikaans culture especially, it comes in very strong, and people want to try and make you an Israelite. Is jylle daar? Kan ons met jylle praat? You are not an Israelite by race. You are not God's chosen folk because you are Afrikaans. You are God's chosen because you believe in His Son. Amen. Nobody is, is given a higher respect because of a certain ethnic group or race. Amen. So watch out for doctrines on, on trying to say that, hey, you're one of the tribes, the 12 tribes of Israel. You, you are not. You are not. And if you were, you've got to go have a look at what kind of rebuke comes to those tribes. Hey, it's a strong, strong word, but it's good. All who rely on the law are under a curse. Cursed is everyone who does not, uh, who does not keep on doing everything written in the book of the law. Now it's clear, no one is justified by God by the law, because the righteous one will live by faith. But the law is not based on faith. We're going somewhere. But the one who does the works of the law will live by them. Yes, good news. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. Because it's written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Read last, last uh, go listen to last week's sermon. In order, in Christ Jesus, that the blessing of Abraham would come to the Gentiles. Now just see, see this quickly. Go back a verse. So Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now remember last week we went to Deuteronomy where it says, if you keep all these laws, you will be blessed in your going, blessed in your doing, blessed, 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 blessed. But if you do not keep, you will be cursed. Do you remember? Okay. Now, cursed is everyone. Uh, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Okay, next verse. In order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham. So it doesn't say that Christ redeemed you from the curse of the law so that the blessings of the law can come on you. It says Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law so that the blessings of Abraham would come to you. Not the blessings of the law. The blessings of Abraham. It's important to make that distinction. So that we could receive the promise of the Spirit by faith. Wow. Hallelujah. Our God reigns. I was just thinking of what a, what a privilege it is to be able to, 
to call him God. When we, we revisit these scriptures and realize at one point I was not his people, but now I am his people. I'm his person. And at one point, I didn't have the right to even call him God. And now he's my God. He's my father. He's your father. Come on, man. It's really good. All right, just a little bit more reading. Actually, let's just get used to a lot more reading. Okay. We're going to jump back and forth through our Bibles today. And why do you think Paul is highlighting Abraham, the blessing of Abraham? Because the law was exclusive to Israel. Okay? Abraham, the promise to Abraham was what? In you, all nations will be blessed. So, so Paul is bringing attention to the fact that before there was a law, before there was an exclusive group of people, there was a covenant made with Abraham that the whole of the earth will be blessed, that all nations will have the right to call him God, that all nations will have the right to call him Father. This is what he's saying. He's saying God made this covenant, uh, the old covenant, with the people of Israel. But before, as a matter of fact, 430 years before, God made an agreement with Abraham and said, all nations will be blessed. Amen. All right, so let's go. Let's have a look. We're going to rush through. Um, you can keep your finger in Galatians if you'd like, and we're going to go to Genesis chapter 13. Say, I am blessed. Not because I am good. Because God is good. Wow. Uh, uh, Genesis 12, excuse me. Genesis 12. Verse 2. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and I'll make your name great so that you will exemplify divine blessing. I will bless those who bless you, but the one who treats you lightly I must curse. So that all the families of the earth may receive blessing through you. Next, uh, next go to ch chapter 15. This is probably my favorite portion in the, amongst the lot is, is the next couple of verses in Genesis 15. Verse 1. After these things, the Lord's message came to Abraham in a vision. Fear not, Abraham. I am your shield, the one who will re reward you in great abundance. Now, thank God for different translations, but if you go to the original, um, you'll see that, that this text, they had to try and edit it 
for it to make sense. But let's quickly go to the, the King James Bible. It is a Donato Jester. Okay. All right, it is there. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram, Abraham, in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham. I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. Now, we sang this this morning. Hallelujah. Our God reigns. And then what's the other part? I will love you, Lord, my shield. And, and you'll sing it a little bit differently from now on. Look at what God is offering to Abraham. I am your shield. And what? And I am your great reward. What more can someone offer you? A million dollars, two billion dollars, or do you want God? And his, his, his promise to Abraham was, I'm going to give you, I'm going to be your reward. I'm going to give you myself. I'm going to offer you myself. I am your shield. Now, next verse. We'll just stay King James, it's fine. Lord God, what will you give me? Seeing I'm going childless, okay, there was no son yet. He said, next verse, behold, thou hast given me no seed, and lo, <laughs> one born in my house is my, uh, is my heir. It was like a, a nephew or something like that. You've given me no seed. This is... This is the problem that, that Abraham says, Lord, okay, fine, you're my reward, but I've got, no in, I've got no seed. I've got no one to give it to. I've got no one to leave it to. And, uh, and next, next verse, God says, Behold, the word of the Lord came unto, me, unto him, saying, This shall not be your heir, but, the one, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels, shall be thy heir. Now, what does Jesus say? He said, I've come to fulfill what was written about me in the volume of the book. Can it be that God was speaking about Christ there? Not Isaac. Can it be that God was speaking about Christ there? Yes. Yes. So God is going to give an inheritance, the inheritance of himself, to Abraham and to his heir. And then you can uh, read uh, verse 4, verse 5 says, The Lord took him outside and said, Gaze into the sky and count the stars, if you are able to count them. So will your seed be. Abraham believed the Lord, and it was credit to him as righteousness. Woo! Amen. All right, so in Psalms, over and over it says, pause, stop, selah. So we'll take a moment to selah before I just uh, go on from here. Okay. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. 
So, maybe just quickly, quickly go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 1. Verse 1, this is the record of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac. That's verse 2. Go to verse 15 and read the last verse. Jacob, the father of Joseph the husband of Mary, by whom Jesus was born, who is called Christ. And then 17, so all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. And from David to Babylon are 14. And from Babylon to Christ are 14 generations. It's beautiful that Matthew um, introduces Jesus as in come from Abraham. doesn't go all the way from, from Adam. But why is he saying from Abraham? Because he wants to draw our attention to the fact that there was a seed that was going to come through and be the heir, the rightful heir, the inheritor. Amen. It's really good. I know this, this is a lot of Bible reading that you're getting this morning, and I know this is typically what we don't get every day in church. But at church... We need to grow accustomed to hearing God's Word. And, and if it is not what, what you, maybe you, you came this morning and you thought, no, man, but Bruce, I've got bills to pay. I need to hear. Yes, this God wants you to get your eyes off of all your problems and have a look at really what He's given you. Amen? But there's more. <laughs> Let's just go back to Galatians 3. Galatians chapter 3. Wow. I just want to bring your attention back to Colossians, uh, to Galatians chapter 3, verse 10. For all who rely on doing the works of the law are under a curse, because it's written, cursed is everyone who does not keep on doing everything written in the book of the law. Now, you are righteous. Come on, do you believe in Jesus? You are righteous. God is not withholding anything from you. God is not punishing you. His name is not, his name is Jehovah Jireh. 
His name is not Jehovah, give me cancer to teach me a lesson. Come on. His name is, I will bless you. In blessing, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply you. And maybe we need to revisit what it looks like, uh, what it means to be righteous and in right standing with God. Come on, so many of you have, have walked in here, including myself, thinking, my goodness, what have I done wrong? Good. You've done more wrong than what you could possibly imagine. <laughs> you don't deserve it. You don't deserve His favor. The law was a weapon. The law became sin's weapon. The, the sin used the law. You can read that in, in Romans 7. You can read it in 1 Corinthians 15. Sin found an opportunity through the law. And it says, I'm going to use the law and I'm going to kill you. You see, you can't keep it. You, I'm going I'm to reward you with more death, with more sickness, with more... more with, yeah, so the law... The, the sin used the law. Now... I read this so that we understand that as long as the law was there, we were under a curse, all right? Colossians 2, you don't have to go there. Um, maybe Donata, you can go there. But if you can just go to Colossians 2, and I want to just read, I want you to read verse 14 and 15 in Colossians 2. Start from verse 13, and I want you to go uh, do it in the Amplified Bible, if possible. Okay. Is everyone here? Okay. You were dead in trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh. God brought to life together with Christ, having freely forgiven us all our transgressions. Beautiful. Next verse. Having canceled, blotted out, wiped away, the handwriting of the note. Wow, man. He canceled. He blotted out. He wiped away the handwriting of the note with its legal decrees and demands which was in force and stood against us. This note, this letter, with its regulations, decrees, and demands, he set aside. He cleared completely out of the way by nailing it to the cross. Wow. God disarmed the principalities and powers that were ranged against us and made a bold and a display and a public example of them in triumphing over them in Him and in it, the cross. Wow. Wow. Every accusation that could go your way was nailed to the cross. Every letter, every weapon, every finger pointed at you, every note that said, ah, you've, you failure, you sinner, you're you can't make it, you are, you're, you are sinful, all of that is on the cross. All of that is on the cross. Every, every failure, every mistake you've made is on the cross. And today you're absolutely righteous. Yeah, you say, Bruce, I know this. If we really know it, we'll walk in freedom like you don't know, like you never believe. Amen? Amen. Woo! Thank you, Yara. 
Okay. Let's, 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 let's begin to finish now. Amen. All right, go to Galatians 3. Thank you, Jesus. Say, I am God's people. I am a royal priesthood. I am a holy nation. Woof. <laughs> Galatians 3 verses, verses 15. He says, brothers and sisters or sistren, I offer an example from everyday life. When a covenant has been ratified, even though it's only human contract, no one can set it aside or add anything to it. Now the promise was spoken to Abraham and to his descendant. Scripture does not say to the descendants as in many, referring to one who is Christ. Now, what he is saying there is he's saying, oh, let's just read verse 17. What I'm saying is this. <laughs> the law that came 430 years later does not cancel a covenant pre previously ratified by God so as to invalidate the promise. For the inheritance, if the inheritance is based on the law, it is no longer based on the promise, but God graciously gave it to Abraham through the promise. Wow. What then was, for what was the law given? It was added because of transgressions until the arrival of the descendant to whom the promise had been made. So that's why I read Matthew 1. So the arrival of the descendant came all the way, 41 generations later from Abraham up until Christ, 41 generations later. I'll read it again just so that you, you hear it. It was added because of transgressions until the arrival of the descendant to whom the promise had been made. Uh, verse 22, and then we can start to finish. The Scripture imprisoned everything under sin, so that the promise could be given because of the faithfulness of Jesus Christ to those who believe. And then let's finish in verse 29. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendant. Wow. Heirs according to the promise. Can we get the band up? Because I want us to sing that one song again as we close. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendant. Heirs according to the promise. People, I want, to, I want us to really think about this. I want us to really consider what the Word of God is saying. And I know, um, I know we've said a lot this morning. As soon as you are ready, Marina, you can help me there with some keys.
God has turned his attention to the rest of the world. He hasn't turned his back on Jerusalem or on the Jews. God has turned his attention to all people. And when we are in Christ, we are the Israel of, of God. We are his Israel. Not a, a place down there in the Middle East. You are the Israel of God. Amen? And I, um, just as soon as you're ready, yeah. I know that we've, uh, in the last couple of months, in the last years with the whole war in Palestine and things like that, people have said, pray for, pray for Israel, pray for Israel. No, pray for Palestine too. Pray for the people that, uh, that, that God loves all over the world. Amen? What will it look like if we truly accept the fact that today, today and right now, God has given you everything of Himself. Not withholding anything. Not, not, uh, not um, selecting someone above you. But that through faith that we can be the righteousness of God. And I, want, I want you to just quickly make some de declarations with me. Say, I am blessed. I'm blessed with all spiritual blessings. I'm blessed with health. I'm blessed with prosperity. I'm blessed with peace. I am blessed with joy. I'm blessed with the kingdom. Not because I'm good, but because He is good. I'm healed. I'm healthy. I am prosperous. Not because I'm faithful, but because He is faithful. I'm saved. I'm delivered. I'm set free because of His faithfulness. Now I believe and I am counted as worthy of eternal life. I am counted as fit for the kingdom of God. I'm appointed. I am chosen because I've been foreordained. <laughs> Before I was born, God saw me. He justified me. He glorified me so that I could be conformed to the image of His Son and share His likeness. And that the blessings promised to Abraham might come to me and to my family. I have been delivered. I have been set free from every curse, from the curse of the law. And I have been given the blessings of Abraham. I have been given the inheritance of Christ. I have been raised to sit in heavenly places in Christ, above powers, above principalities, above names that can be named. My life is hidden in Christ. In Christ, where there is no condemnation, there is no accusation. I belong to Him. He belongs to me. He is my God. He is my Father. I am His son and daughter. I am secure.
not by works, but because I believe Him and it's a reality to me. I want us to just close in singing this song, but um, if we can emphasize, I will love you, just that part, and we just stand together. Sing the whole song, it's fine. Just sing the whole song. He's given you the right to call him yours. Love you, Lord, Come on, he is your strength, he is your reward, he is your shield.
Thank you, Holy Father, that we can stand in fulfillment of what you've done, that you removed the arrows that were pointed at us. You've removed the, the accusations, that you've removed the dividing wall that separated us, and you've called us home. You've called us to belong to you. Father, help us never, ever, ever take it for granted that we have the privilege to call you Father. Help us never take it for granted that we have the privilege to belong to you, that you have made us worthy of eternal life, that you've made us worthy of, of the inheritance of of God Himself. Help us never turn back to a useless, fruitless way of living. Help us never turn back to works of the law. Help us never turn back from the grace, from the cross of Jesus and of His resurrection from the power that is outflowing from His resurrection. Thank you, Jesus. I want to give people an opportunity. If you, I want us all, just close your eyes and just be in this moment. We are closing the service. But I don't want you to walk out here if you don't know for sure that He's your God and that you belong to Him. And you want the opportunity of, of being His. And you want to answer the call, to answer the invitation to become His. If, if you're here and you want, you want that assurance, I want you to just lift your hand. I want you to just lift your hand. And you want that assurance. Amen. All right, then you can just pray with me. Everybody can pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you that you saw me. Thank you that you sent your son to die for me. Thank you that you've called me. I receive the price, the sacrifice that you paid for me to come home. Today, I come home. I belong to you. I give my life to you. My life is yours. And thank you that you give me your life. Amen. 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 If you pray that prayer for the first time, that means you are born again. You're a child of God. Come on, let's give a, a, a welcoming clap. And just, uh, just come see me, come get involved in church, come get, get to a home group, come learn the Word of God, and we go from there. Amen. Guys, tithes and offerings, you know we, ha we get to give here. Abraham gave because he was blessed. Give because you're blessed. Give because you're, you're, you've been bought with a price. Don't give out of compulsion. Give because... 
His Word. Yeah, amen? And then uh, um, communion. We can take communion. Oh, can we just sing the chorus one more time? I'm going to let you all go. You can come help yourself to communion while they sing. And uh, have a blessed week. Go listen to last week's word. Listen to this word again. Get it synced into your heart and into your, into your mind. See you for coffee. Be blessed. blessed week. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Amen. Amen.
If anyone needs prayer, if you need healing, come forward. We'll get some guys to pray with you if you need healing. Otherwise, get you next door. Thank you, Ella. That was awesome. Well, I trust that message blessed you. Please feel free to contact us for any prayer requests or feedback. We would love to connect with you. You can follow the Word Church Kimberly on any social media platform and become a part of our online community. Be blessed. Be blessed.